You're listening to Once, Once Upon a Time podcast, episode 106. Thank you for joining us for the 106th episode uh, of Once, the unofficial <laughs> podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And I'm Jenny. And we've got a little bit of stuff to share with you today. We've got some great feedback that have come in from some of our listeners, and we have that to share. We're also going to get an on-the-scene interview oh! with... With someone who won a contest recently, an official contest <laughs> to save Henry. And also, she's going to share with us a little bit of a review of the uh, book, the, um, the one of the books that came out for Once Upon a Time. So, that will be a little bit later on. But this... Uh, What's the countdown, Jeremy? Do you have the that countdown? The countdown is again. Once Upon a Time Ooh. returns on Sunday night, September 29th. And Once Upon a Time in Wonderland starts on Thursday... October 10th, and both of these are at 8 p.m. Uh, standard uh, regular time and 7 central time. I'll get back to you on the countdown. It doesn't okay. sound right. 32 days and 19 minutes? Yeah. But it it's not going to be on Wednesday, though. Well, August has fewer. Oh, 32 days. and It's Wait. because of the time in the evening that we are. Never in. mind. So maybe that's right. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. Okay, so never mind. That's mm-hmm. right. That's exciting. 32 days. 32 days. And it's even less by the time you Now we're this. under 19 minutes <laughs> from the 32-day mark. Oh, boy. And, yeah, Wonderland, 46 days, and the same number of minutes, coincidentally. <laughs> so, Jeremy, what do you think is going to happen uh, that first episode of Season 3? The first episode or the first scene? The first scene of the first episode. How do you think we're going to start off? I think we will be confused. (laughs) We will see something interesting and different than we've ever seen. Kind of like Neil. Maybe we'll start on an eye. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe we won't. I don't know. I've been trying to figure out what makes sense as something that we could see that we wouldn't recognize. But I have no idea because I expect to be disoriented. Jenny, what do you think will be the first thing we'll see of season three? I think we will see something of Neverland. So I think they're going to pick up right where they left off with jumping in the bean hole. I'm hoping that it will be something different from what we expect. Because we've never seen Neverland in the present day. We've only seen it in, we'll call it the past. Because time works differently. So that's why we're kind of calling it the past. But when Hook was there and Bellfire were there, we haven't seen Neverland since then. And that was about three, two to three hundred years ago in our time. Neverland time, who knows? So I'm thinking what could be cool is to see that Neverland will be quite different than we might have expected it to be that's an interesting idea so i think the opening scene might be we're popping into neverland and then discovering something sea monsters i think we'll be following a character that we've never seen before Mm. for the first scene 
Hmm. I think we will be on the Jolly Roger for the first scene. Yeah. Well, we got this email in from Trenton suggesting uh, what the first scene could be like. Trenton says, if I remember correctly, last year, one of the summer podcasts asked about the first scene of the new season. While the show is still months away, I have my first guess. The scene will open with a group of people driving down the highway surrounded by a forest with no civilization in sight. After they drive into the distance and out of the camera's view, the camera zooms inside the bubble to reveal a, once again, completely hidden storybook, with Belle having just completed the protection spell. With the realization that the spell has worked, Belle starts to cry as she knows it might not be possible for the others and Rumpelstiltskin to ever return. The scene then quickly changes to Rumpelstiltskin and the others aboard the Jolly Roger that is now sailing in through the murky waters of Neverland. My second guess is that we will see a scene of Peter Pan before he entered Neverland. I actually like the second one. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that too. Uh, that would be cool because Once Upon a Time focuses so much on what happens after, happily ever after, and also how did the characters get to be the way that they are. Mm-hmm. And we've heard certain things about Peter Pan. I won't say it here. We've talked about it in our previous spoiler sections, but I won't say here. But essentially hinting that we want to know Peter Pan's past. We want to know already just the way they set him up at the end of season three, that he's someone everybody should fear, even Rumpelstiltskin. This guy has a past. And it would be cool to look at it from that perspective. So maybe, Jeremy, this ties in with your idea that we'll be following some unknown character. Maybe that unknown character will be Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. It very well could be. Because we haven't seen him yet. Mm -hmm. We've seen his shadow. (laughs) Or we think it might be his shadow. Yeah. Could be someone else's shadow. shadow. It could be Felix's shadow. gotta play that whenever i can maybe we'll just start out following the shadow around as he does his (laughs) shadowy things (laughs) that would be clever oh maybe we'll um maybe the opening scene will be flying over london and then we'll realize we're the shadow Mm. or we'll be flying over neverland and (gasps) we're the shadow whatever the case (laughs) they're probably going to give us some little mystery Mm -hmm. in the first bit that we won't get to understand for several episodes or a couple episodes. As they do. Yeah, that's what they did. (laughs) Remember, season one started with the kiss. And so, yeah, the kiss, uh, waking up snow. Yeah. And then the wedding and the curse being pronounced. It was the traditional kiss. Yeah. And so there was kind of this thing of, well, what's how did they get to this a little bit but Mm -hmm. second season especially started with neil Mm -hmm. and many people were trying to figure out who he was i mean we were all trying to figure out even though we pretty much all thought we knew who he was i remember at that point we were thinking are we watching the right show yeah And I'm looking forward to going back to the Blu-rays and re-watching that episode with the commentary, along with oh, the other yes. five episodes oh, that are yeah. on the Blu-rays. If you didn't hear our episode where we discussed the special features that are on the Blu-rays and DVDs, go back to episode 105 at oncepodcast.com slash 105, and you can check that out because there's some cool stuff on there. But Jenny, would you read the uh, message from Liesl? Liesl? 
(laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, I will. Um, This is a theory about Emma, Pinocchio, and Owen. And Lysol says, Is it possible that Emma, Pinocchio, and Owen were picked up by the same social worker when they were found in the woods near Storybrooke? They would all have appeared in the same area and around the same time. Baby Emma and Pinocchio came through immediately before Storybrooke appeared, and Owen and Kurt were camping nearby. Maybe the added fuel to Owen's obsession in finding his dad in the magical town. He might have heard Pinocchio talking about it. Just an idea that I was bouncing around in my head. That sounds like it hurts. (laughs) Thanks for the podcast. I love listening. Thank you very much for sending that message. Liesel. Liesel. (laughs) I I think that's... I I hadn't thought about it from that perspective that we've seen in Welcome to Storybrooke, one of my favorite episodes of the second season. We saw, yeah, Kurt and Owen there when the town came. And that was just minutes before Emma and Pinocchio came. It makes me actually think about going back to that episode and seeing if oh no wait this would be hours before because when emma and pinocchio came through it was daylight what about the orphanage i wonder if we saw young owen in the orphanage when we saw well, pinocchio and not, emma no not the, not the same kid or for sure a foster home a foster home okay. but they could go back and tie that in yeah yeah they could tie in some connections there that would be interesting because look at it from the perspective of the local authorities here are two kids show up out of the middle of nowhere and some third kid who's claiming that his dad was taken captive in a town that doesn't exist. (laughs) And one is oddly dressed. (laughs) One of the two. (laughs) Young Pinocchio. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I like that realizing that these things are happening at the same time. I hadn't really thought of that before. And I wonder if, uh, if we'll go back to see some connection between Owen and Emma. I want to see what actually happened to Kurt. Because I don't have closure. I don't have closure yet. <laughs> he died. I know. I just want to see how it happened. It, does, it feels a little potentially unfinished. It feels very unfinished. Maybe that... Well, never mind. I was going to say... I would really like it if we found out that Kurt was still alive. Because it was such an abrupt, like, thing, finding out. So it was less like a closure and more like a slamming? Yes! It was more like, (laughs) yeah. I I really want to see that in season three. In our chat room, Aaron J. asked, Jenny, the skeleton didn't close it for you? No, the skeleton (laughs) did not close it. It could have been anybody's skeleton. It kind of could have been. And it could have been anybody's little... Oh, what do you call those things? Lanyards? You know, there was time from when, between when Regina figured out who Owen was, I think, and when she said that for her to have set up that area, potentially with somebody else's skeleton, how she would have had the clothes, I don't know. Here, I will help you understand my my thinking. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that Regina could use that as leverage against... Against what's his face? Owen, aka <laughs> what's his Greg. name? Greg. There we go. Yeah, my theory doesn't sound very good. I don't know the names. It's <laughs> like been a long could, time. She could use Kurt 
to stop the madness that is now starting between um, Tamara and Greg, and she could at least get Greg out. That's all. <laughs> Maybe. Because that, that would be the one thing that would stop him, because that's what he wants. Yeah, right. that's what he wants, but yet he was already bent on destroying the town. He was already pretty mad at magic. I don't think he <laughs> and Tamara can be swayed from their paths. I think I think he could if his dad were suddenly like, here he is. Now go away. <laughs> I think that would be the only thing that could make him stop. Hmm. Especially if things start getting really messy. I'm just thinking she could have set it up for a different reason. And then when he was, when she wanted to get at him, she could have then pulled it out for that reason instead. But I don't know. It, it would be kind of odd for her to bury some bones many, many she years ago. probably got lots of bones. Having absolutely no expectation that he would come unless she found some bones that somehow she had and buried them after she realized who That's Greg was. That's what I was. was thinking more. Okay, so. Yeah. I could see that. If there's a bigger story. It just wasn't closed for me. I really hope they bring back Kurt. I felt like it was closed. I don't feel like it was closed. (laughs) I won't feel like it's closed. So Jenny is keeping the coffin open. I'm keeping the coffin open. (laughs) Jeremy, how about this message from Angie Bell? All right. She says... I am probably not the first to come up with this idea, but here's a theory for season three. I have a hunch that they, they being the writers, will not keep Neil in Enchanted Forest for too long. For one thing, from what I've heard, the actresses who played both Aurora and Mulan have booked other series, so we don't know how much availability they will have. I predict they will help get Neil back to Storybrooke. Neil will end up learning what happened to Henry and those who went after him, and he will team up with Belle who will now be desperate to get the news to Rumple that his son is alive. I really love the idea of Belle and Neil working together because they are the two people Rumple cares about most in the world. Uh, which world? <laughs> <laughs> this would also condense the storyline by creating one less location for them to switch back to. Hmm. True? Neat. That's a good theory. Yeah, I, don't, I don't really like the idea of now we have another character stuck in Enchanted Forest and he's got to get back now. Or is maybe everyone going to go back there? Or they're all going to go straight to Neverland. Yeah. But look at, in terms of availability for the actresses who play Aurora and Mulan, look at how they filmed second season, the first several episodes, and how little time we actually saw in present day Enchanted Forest. Some episodes only gave us two minutes oh, of true. footage. Several episodes. They told us a lot within a certain amount of time. So it could be that maybe they plan this well and they record an hour worth of content mm-hmm. with these actresses. And they're able to spread that across several episodes. So they record all they need storyline-wise for these actresses. So availability, yeah, it can be more difficult but I wouldn't say that that makes it impossible for them to appear and to have their major roles in doing whatever it is that they do to help Neil in some way. Yeah. No, you're right. It would be too redundant to have him stuck there trying to get back for too long because they already did that last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were originally supposed to be stuck there even longer. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, let's be happy that that changed. But uh, 
to just bounce him back feels it could be done well it could feel a little like a cop out i guess like they create a big moment where he goes through the portal and then he just comes right back that might be a little i don't know but what it could still happen though what portal i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i'm not in enchanted forest um somebody in the chat room just offered they could they could talk through the fiery room. No. I, I, I think they that. do that. I will. I mean, Aurora and Henry are still freshly. Oh, and charming. Mm, I think they've moved past that. You think enough. so? Yeah. I might have said they'd move past somebody being trapped in Enchanted Forest with Aurora and Mulan. Too. Well, they're all in different. <laughs> they're all in different worlds now. Aurora, yeah. Henry. And oh, wait, charming and Henry are going to be in the same world. If they do the, the burning room again. Well, I might have to break up with the show. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have a little talk. Well, I I really don't think they would reuse that mechanic for communication or really for anything further in the story. But what they might do, I mean, they might suggest it and then see that, oh, no, it won't work. And they'll close that door. I would hope they would do something like that. Close that door so we're not continuing to think of that. Maddie May in the chat room just um, reminded me of something that I really want to see in this season, and that is Mulan finding her prince. Her own prince. <laughs> yeah. Get your own prince. Get your own prince. <laughs> Maybe she will. Maybe she'll hook up with the wraith. Ha. Huh. <laughs> she does like mystery and mysterious what? people and things. <laughs> And dead things. What? No, wait, not that. Mm-mm. Mulan and Hook, maybe. No, no. Mulan's. They'd be um, called like Mook. Mulan's <laughs> Mook. Mulan's Mulan. Prince is actually, as I'm being corrected right now, in the chat room by Aaron J. He's a warrior, not a prince, and his name is Shang. Yeah. yeah. At least from the stories, but we from know the that stories. the kids, they don't necessarily no, follow the she stories. Has to. I want, I'm going to make a picture and it's going to be Hook. And he's just going to be looking at the viewer of the picture and it's going to be captioned, There's more to life than ships. And he's going to have the Jolly Roger behind him, but everybody's going to know what it really means. People, more to life than ships. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, the shipping is very much a part of. The, the TV watching experience now. More to life. I mean, think about years ago. Sure, people were trying to ship um, characters and other TV shows together, but you didn't hear. I, I don't remember hearing mashed words together for ships from Lost, like Kate oh, no. and Jack. Was it? You don't remember hearing that? Gate. gate Jaders and skaters. Oh, there were things oh, like Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the first time I ever really heard it because i kind of followed the fandom back then not nearly as much as i do with once upon a time but i'd never heard stuff like that mm. i have a very 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 random thought yes <laughs> wouldn't it be awesome if there was a llama somewhere in the season <laughs> if there was what like a nod to the emperor's new groove <laughs> oh okay <laughs> I was like, why a, a llama, llama? <laughs> that that would be great. I, would, I could go for a llama. I could yeah. go for a llama too. I thought you said lava. Llama. Well, they hit so many <laughs> fairy tales. To be dead. They hit so many fairy tales in the uh, the special on the DVD and Blu-rays. Greetings from Storybrooke. 
But some of those, they probably will still cover story-wise in Once Upon a Time, but they didn't mention anything about a llama. And it is owned by Disney, <laughs> so they yeah. could do it. They could have a llama. They, or at least Yzma. Yeah. <laughs> or Kronk. <laughs> Kronk here. He's alive! <laughs> <laughs> right. We've got another feedback that we'll get to in just a few minutes. But it happens to be from the same person that we're right about to talk to. We've got on the line with us Phoenix815, or Sarah, who won a contest and uh, to tell us more about the contest and more about the book. Sarah, thank you for joining us on One's podcast. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, so I'm glad to be here. So the the contest was an official ABC contest on Twitter, but tell us more about it and what you did to win. Um, yeah, so I was coming out of my class uh, on Monday, and I noticed that the official Once Upon a Time Twitter uh, was promoting a contest, obviously, for season three. It was basically make a sign with the hashtag Save Henry, take a picture of yourself with that sign for some sort of moderation of the with the hashtag somewhere in it, and uh Tag once ABC, their official Twitter, and obviously have the hashtag in the tweet. And in the beginning, I kept seeing people doing simple signs, just pulling out notebook paper, writing hashtag save Henry. And I was like, I want to stand out. What can I do? And so as I was thinking on my way home, I'm like, I have to go big or go home with this. And the biggest surface I could think of is my garage door uh, <laughs> on the outside, basically. So I got off the bus, stopped at this teacher store, teacher supply store, and saw all the things that I needed, uh, gathered everything. I gathered enough paper, basically, to fit my garage door. And I think the final measurement of the uh, paper I got ended up being 14 Long, 14 feet long by 6 feet high. I'm sorry to all the international people who can't deal with the English system. <laughs> you can convert that later on your own time, but it was a very, very big sign. I barely had enough room in my garage to maneuver around it. And it was... And obviously I had to work outside, but it was also a heat index probably of 92 degrees out <sighs> once again sorry international <laughs> listeners you can hear that on your own time and um it was very hot and i was outside for working on it for five hours <laughs> we just did save henry and last minute at once upon a time season three september 29th so, had my brother help me bring out the thing, the sign, uh, taped it onto the garage wall. He took the picture of me in it, and I was really nervous because I'm like, I didn't get any sort of response whether or not they were going to get it. And uh, the next day, I noticed that they favorited a tweet I sent them, which was, is this big enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> and just me sitting on the ground this huge sign and um, then I noticed that they followed me. I'm like, oh, that's, that's kind of odd. They 
following me. <laughs> and then 30 seconds later, I get the tweet, the notification, congratulations um, to Phoenix Heart 815. You won the signed copy of Ooh. a Once Upon a Time Tale Reawakened that was signed by Jennifer Morrison and Jennifer Goodwin. Oh, wow. awesome. So cool. Wow, that's it awesome. Was, and after working in for five hours on like my hands and knees, my back and my entire body was just sore. <laughs> I jumped out of my chair in complete excitement. And then 10 seconds later, I was on the ground crying. Because <laughs> there was so much pain from my entire body being so sore. And it was the greatest. It was so great. And my phone was exploding like crazy with everyone on Twitter. Congratulating <laughs> me. And I was like, it's so it was just mind blowing awesome and I was so happy about it and um my family was really happy about it too and they're like and they kept asking me, Why are you making it so big? I'm like, Because if I don't make it big enough, it's not going to stand out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and and you really did a great job at that. And I'm going to yeah. put the picture in the show notes for this podcast episode so everyone can check that out and maybe retweet you as well. That's a big sign. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it is huge. <laughs> I, I, I kept it, luckily. So when season three comes around, I'm going to hang that back up so when people are walking by at <laughs> Six or seven o'clock at night, they're like, huh? What is going on? <laughs> Maybe you could also put um, on there oncepodcast.com. So. Hey now. <laughs> I, I do have some extra paint. I do have some extra paint around. <laughs> well, now, have you read the book, Reawakened, yet? I have. The, the signed copy that I did, that I won, is my second copy of the book. I did get a copy of the book back. Um, when I think it was in February or March when it came out, and I did read it. It was actually it was pretty good. It was I really liked it. How it was specifically this perspective of Emma Swan and Mary Margaret slash Snow White because the, it was it's basically the entire retelling of season one hmm. with them, and it was kind of interesting just seeing like. They obviously could, like, the author, um, I think the author was, man, I'm trying to find it right now. Uh, I think her name is Odette uh, something. I can't remember. I'll I'll let you know later on. Um, It's not an exact word for word from the show, obviously, but it's fairly close, and it gives a good, like, insight on what, like was going on there and Mm. it's pretty good does it give any extra details into anything um i think one thing that stood out was um the i think in the one of the each chapter is basically what is an episode from the season one except if I think they took out five episodes from the season one, but there are 17 chapters in the book from 17 episodes, and I think it was uh, from the se- uh, season one, episode 21, uh, Annapolis Red as Blood, where uh, Emma is walking out from the diner after talking to Archie about Regina and Henry, and 
there's um, the scene where she's walking out. She isn't paying attention to where she's going, and she almost gets hit by uh, David in the pickup truck. Hmm. And she falls down he, uh, the truck stop, um, but across the street from where she almost got hit, Mary Margaret comes running to her. David comes running out of the car and coming like to them, like making sure, like, oh, Emma, are you okay? I'm so sorry about that. Emma, are you all right? And I'm like, I thought that was like really nice, and then it just transitioned to her going to Regina's. And surprisingly, that was an actual scene that didn't make it to the season one deleted scenes at all or the final cut. So that hmm. actually was filmed, but hmm. instead it got placed in the book. Whose perspective is the writing from? Is it third person narrative or uh, personal? It, it is third person. Okay. Yeah, I, I haven't been able to read it yet. So uh, mm-hmm. it sounds really cool. Now, the other book is also coming out uh, Once Upon a Time Shadow of the Queen. That's written by Dan Thompson coming out yeah. in just about a week. Are you going to be getting your hands on that one too? Definitely, I am going to stop at my local comic book store to put that on my list uh, for my store pickups, and <laughs> I'm going to add that, and I honestly cannot wait, because it's a whole new, it basically just fills in what sort of happened between the events of after uh, Regina rips out the heart from Graham, uh, well, the Huntsman, technically, and kind of just fills in the little mm. storyline while um, Snow was still on the run with Red and uh, kind of like, even though we did see a glimpse of the Huntsman helping Charming escape at the uh, season one finale, it's, I think that's part of it, but it's just like we're going to see more of how the Huntsman and Regina's relationship between the two in the Enchanted Forest going to flush out. So, um, so I does, can't wait to do that. Does Reawakened do the same thing that's telling the story in two different places, Enchanted Forest as well as Storybrooke, or does it focus on just one world? Um, it tells it the same way as you would see on the show. Like in uh, the third episode in Snow Falls, we see it's going back and forth between Enchanted Forest with Snow White getting trapped in the net and meeting Charming and whatnot, and then Mary Margaret, um, like, waking up John Doe or David, uh, as you know him, as in uh, the show, in the book. And so it does go back and forth. And so specific chapters, like, it's because that was a snow-centric episode, that chapter is more for no, like in Mary Margaret, that can be more the focus. And sometimes within the chapter, it does split to Emma, but there were like key scenes with Emma in the episode. It would be, they would t- talk about the key scene with Emma that she had or whatever. But um, it, yeah, it's very similar setup to the show that's in the book. Great. Well, Big congratulations, Sarah, for winning that contest. And so people can follow you on Twitter and check out your photo. Tell us uh, what your Twitter name is. My Twitter name is PhoenixHeart815. 
Okay. And you're known in the forums as Phoenix815, as well as in our chat room and such. And you've sent in uh, feedback as well. And we've got some feedback to share with you as uh, (laughs) soon as uh, we finish here. But big congratulations. We'll have your photo in the show notes. And that that's really awesome that you won that. And you you really deserved it. You worked hard on it, and you did a fantastic job. So congratulations, Absolutely. Sarah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And trust me, all like everyone who has been thanking me and stuff, I thank you back for just paying us, like, for listening to my rants and whatnot and just, like, <laughs> like giving the time to just, like, read what's going on in my life and whatnot. And I just, I, I thank you for thanking me kind of basically <laughs> <laughs> well you know what i mean yeah well thank uh, you for thanking us for thanking you <laughs> thank you <laughs> and one last thank you for joining us on the podcast we really appreciate it not a problem anytime guys <laughs> okay that was awesome and we'll have that picture in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 106 that you can check out and also retweet it if you want to so you can say hey you got to check out this cool picture that this girl did about once upon a time and it's, <laughs> it's really awesome she won this content you know follow her on twitter phoenix heart 815 join the forums also she's in there a lot in the forums and also in our little chat box that we have in the forums and she hangs out in our chat rooms uh, often so really appreciate her being a part of the community and letting us know about the book we we wanted to review the book earlier this year but mm-hmm. as you can tell from the podcast schedule it's been very busy summer and it's good that i've been this busy in summer with my business uh, if i know i barely mention it on the podcast but i'm self-employed and i run a business of website design uh, designing presentations, public speaking, consulting, public speaking itself, and podcasting professionally and teaching other people how to podcast. So if any of those things interest you and you'd like help on those or know a business that needs help with those, then please connect them with me and I'd really appreciate it. But that's my main business that's been keeping me from producing po- more podcasts and reviewing books and stuff like that over the summer. But awesome that our community has been very active in consuming this and winning awesome contests too. (laughs) Absolutely. So that message then from Sarah that I mentioned that I wanted to cover, this is uh, some great connections back to an older episode from first season. Sarah said, my latest theory that I've come up with involves Henry's storybook, which he received from Mary Margaret before meeting Emma. I predict that the book originates from Neverland. According to Eddie Kitsis, during the Once Upon a Time panel from uh, San Diego Comic-Con, Kitsa said, Neverland is a place where imagination comes from. So it is a place where anything can happen. This got me thinking, because it sounded very familiar. So I went back to the scene with Jefferson and Emma in his hat room from the episode Hat Trick, in which they have a very interesting conversation. This is the scene. Jefferson says, stories, stories, what... What's a story? When you were in high school, did you learn about the Civil War? Emma said, yeah, of course. Jefferson, how? Did you read about it, perchance in a book? How is that any less real than any other book? Emma, history books are based on history, Jefferson said. And storybooks are based on what? Imagination? Where does that come from? It has to come from somewhere. 
Now, putting the two together, it sounds like the Henry's storybook. It sounds like Henry's storybook came from Neverland, since Neverland is where imagination comes from, and stories come from imagination. The book must have been from Neverland, and somehow it made its way to Mary Margaret when she was cursed. Interesting theory. I, I hadn't heard anything before this. I had here and there seen a couple of things, but that the book came from Neverland would be really interesting. And considering that Peter Pan needs Henry for something, and maybe somehow Peter Pan was the one who engineered Henry's getting the book. Hmm. It's, it, yeah, it's a little bit out there, but also I think some nice out-of-the-box thinking of mm-hmm. where could this have come from? And we know that we've got to see the story of the book, who wrote the book, how the book got to be. The book has its own backstory, and we'll get that at some point. Will season three be the season for that? Yeah, they've Maybe. never. They've almost sounded like it's going to be a near the end of the show kind of a thing. Yeah. But who knows? <laughs> yeah, true. I could see something like that being the very last episode, and then like we get the backstory of the book, and then the book closes, and that's it. <laughs> Once upon his time is done. Oh, that's a sad thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, listeners, thank you so much for participating and listening to the podcast and continuing to listen over the summer, even with our slower schedule. We are getting excited for the schedule coming up for the podcast. Excited and and. I don't know. It's been three months since Once Upon a Time was on, and that could be the gap between the first 11-episode run and the second 11-episode run, Uh, if I'm doing the math right. Yeah, it is going to be that, because it was, uh, I think, March 9th is when it returns for the second half of the season. Oh, so we already know that. Yes. Okay. It's sometime in mid Probably two to two and a half months, but still. Yeah. It's going to be a long break. It's long. But it will feel like I no almost like two, no. almost like two seasons. <laughs> I hope and it does. I think that they this could open up better development of story arcs because what happens when you have a TV series that goes twenty two, twenty four episodes, whatever, mm-hmm. and all of those episodes are somewhat trying to follow a story arc. Somewhere along the way, a lot of information changes because you come up with new ideas. The writers come up with new ideas. They want to take things in different directions. And so then you end up with a kind of broken story arc like second season Mm -hmm. where we have the story arc of present day fairy tale land, the evil queen. She comes back to Storybrooke. Then we have a hiatus. Then it comes back, continues that story arc and kind of quickly resolves it, pushes it out of the way and tries to introduce this new story arc. Yeah, last year would have worked better on this schedule mm. in some sense. I almost, everybody will hate me for saying this, I almost wish they were going to just do fewer episodes, period. <laughs> I hate oh, you for saying that. Thanks. It seems like some of the highest quality shows out there do short seasons so that they can pack a lot of punch in each episode. Yeah. Hopefully this will be better. But instead of doing just a 13-episode season where every episode is really good, really important, at least we'll have 
the containment probably mm-hmm. of two different stories. So yeah, that'll I, help. I think that'll be good. Multiple story arcs or mm-hmm. main story arcs. So that might give us more resolution Yeah, and not leave us um, feeling that certain things are unresolved when they take the hiatus, but yet still giving us a cliffhanger of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like, look at what they did with the first season, which was really good. They had the story arc, Graham died, and Graham was the first one to start waking up and realize that he was cursed. And that was then a cliffhanger, that and like so many other things about that, realizing that Regina has can control magic and certain things. It, it resolved some things and yet left us with a good cliffhanger. And I think that's what they'll be able to do with the 11 episode right. Uh, story arc right so i'm looking forward to how they do it because it also gives them so much time to produce things and make sure that they have a consistent story i i really think it will be good for the show Mm -hmm. and like you said yeah many short season shows uh, do pretty well and by the way speaking of short season shows if you watch the tv show under the dome we have a new podcast in noodle mix network that is focused on under the dome <sighs> it's if you go to <laughs> under the dome radio.com it's hosted by wayne and troy check that out and you can get your theories for under the dome as the season finale is coming up and under the dome has been renewed for a second season so you'll be getting some great information over there from wayne and troy as they dig into the episode like that we do with once upon a time they're doing a good job they're making me like under the dome more (laughs) 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 quite a feat So we'll have another episode or more episodes of Once Podcast coming out pretty soon. And we will be launching our Once Upon a Time in Wonderland podcast very soon as well. Because Once Upon a Time starts or comes back on September 29th. So as we get into September, we'll start doing some more episodes. And then Once Upon a Time in Wonderland starts on October 10th. So we'll be doing a couple episodes before it starts. And then we'll be uh, releasing episodes for podcast episodes for each episode of that TV show and the schedule. We're not completely set on the schedule yet, but it's probably going to stick with pretty much close to what we've been doing where we record on Wednesday nights, our full discussion for once upon a time, as well as we also record our clean comedy podcast on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights. We would record our initial reactions to the once upon a time episode. And that's, around that time might also be when we record our full discussion of once upon a time in wonderland so we've got a lot of stuff going on and jenny and i will be hosting a once upon a time in wonderland podcast for tv talk network and we're excited about that it will be short form even shorter than our initial reactions podcast but you'll be getting our same perspectives and some cool short form discussion on it so we're looking forward to that a lot of stuff coming out It will all be, except for TV talk stuff, but all of the podcasts that we'll be releasing will be available at oncepodcast.com. I want to thank a few people who have donated to make this episode of Once Podcast possible. Christian Schmidt, Dina81, David Newland, and Callie Foster have donated to make this episode possible. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. It keeps the lights on, the server running, and the website going. And I've got some cool things coming out for the website soon as well. So thank you so much, Kristen, Dina, David, and Callie. If anyone else would like to sponsor an episode of Once, 
podcast, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. Jeremy, Jenny, one character that you want <laughs> Little to <Mermaid>. see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Alice would be really nice. Well, well, that's going to be Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, by the way, we'll be welcoming a new co-host yes, with us for Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Aaron Jay will be joining us Aaron for that. Jay. That will be really cool. Bringing some Canadians into the mix, too, with us. Jeremy, <laughs> one new character you'd like to see in season three. Oh, one new character. I... I don't think i have a list of new characters oh, come I on see right now well no because no i won't come on come on <laughs> i was i keep thinking how i still kind of want to see some sort of a wizard of oz tie-in but i don't want to see it in season three uh-huh. there's there's too much right now so i don't have anybody on my list i would like to see some kind of warrior male warrior coming into the mix. I mean, there was Lancelot for a little while, and then he was kind of probably killed. Possibly by a lance, which, yeah. you know. But I want to see a fairy tale character, maybe a warrior, but someone that's c- deeply connected to a lot of things. That's probably going to end up being Peter Pan. I mean, many of the hopes of what I want to see, I think, will be Peter Pan. Isn't he a child, probably? Well, yeah, but he's been a child By for definition. a very long time. So he might be a lethal child. <laughs> yeah. But King Arthur would be cool. Chatroom is mentioning that, too. And uh, there's there are certainly a lot of characters we might get into with Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. People, if you start shipping Peter Pan, so help me. <laughs> you can't ship Peter Pan. Peter Pan's alone. He can fly himself. He doesn't need he airmail. Fly. He can fly. Oh. <laughs> I mean, the only ship for Peter Pan would be Wendy. Or his shadow. <laughs> or his shadow. Pado. So it would be... Peter Pado. Peter Pan and his shadow. The ship would be Peter Sham. <laughs> I don't quite get it. That's cool. On that note, let's end this podcast for right. now. You can get to the show notes and comment on the information that we shared in this episode by going to onespodcast.com slash 106. Send us your feedback, especially once Once Upon a Time returns. We want to hear your theories, where you think the show is going, and post in the forums about what you liked and didn't like about the episode, but send us your theories that we can share in the podcast and discuss here. You can email feedback at clean at oncepodcast.com. That's the problem of having so many podcast domains. You can also call 903-231-2221 any time of the day and leave a voicemail over there and go to the website oncepodcast.com and send a voice message through that. You can also get our forums, subscribe to us in iTunes and, and pretty much everywhere podcasts are. You can subscribe to us there and uh, get the past episodes well as well at oncepodcast.com and our upcoming Wonderland podcast over at oncepodcast.com. And please follow us on Twitter. You can follow the podcast on Twitter as we occasionally tweet information and news about Once Upon a Time. We do not tweet spoilers, so you don't have to worry about that. But you can follow us on Twitter at Once Podcast. And you can follow each of us individually on Twitter. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and you can follow me on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me on Twitter.com at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. And I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at Twitter.com slash Jenny Snook. So until next time, 
Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast, send us your theories, and have a happy ever after. Thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-nominated and award-winning podcasts at noodle.mx. Big thanks to those who donated to make this episode of Once Podcast possible. If you'd like to send in a one-time or regular monthly donation, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor or purchase the second season through oncepodcast.com slash season two.